The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. He's back. You know those scary movies that they always say, you know, the scary guy's coming back. Well, Fred Penny is back in the seat. Thank you, Todd, for sitting in my hot seat and Denise covering me. I am excited to be back on the radio with my headset on, uh, sitting here with my favorite people, Todd Cunin. And by the way, I saw Dave Cunin yesterday, your brother. We'll talk about that later. Uh-oh. And Denise Dirks. Yeah, he goes, I looked at him. I said, uh, it, was a, it was actually a charity golf tournament, and he said, he goes, yeah, you get to look at me for once, not that other misfit. <laughs> I said, yeah, the misfit I see all the time on my left here. Uh, Wait, uh, you, you saw him where? I, it was a charity golf a charity tournament. Go- that is very interesting that you would say that because I had a meeting with him yesterday in the morning hours, and he was in a big hurry to get out because he said he had a very important meeting that he had to go to. He didn't mention anything about golf. It was charity <laughs> golf tournament. <laughs> And oh, I don't think brother. he played very well, so that, that'll help you out. Well, that'll okay, all right, all right. And Cal Hunter, thank you for be, being behind the glass and taking care of us. Boy, I tell you, he is the rock uh, of <laughs> all the three of us and takes care of us relentlessly. Thank you, Cal. We really appreciate all you do. Let me tell you something important. Here's the most important thing you have to know. We're the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative radio show on earth. I want to tell you something that I noticed as I walked in. It's very important that those of you guys see it. There's a lot of dust, and it's fine dust in Todd's hair, I noticed. And I noticed it in between his fingers and his hands, because it's Burning Man. Hey. And everyone's coming back from Burning Man. And Denise, did you notice the dust in his hair, I, a little I, bit of dust? I do now. Hey, hey, yeah, I, he, I thought it was his gray, but it's dust from Burning Man. I think he just got back from Burning Man, and he's not telling <coughs> us, Cal. Did you see his car? Oh, no, oh, it's man. always dusty, it's so it doesn't matter. finger art in there, very nicely done. <laughs> well, I see you still have the paint along your arms, you know, the body paint that you're using all week. So. Metallic, it's yes. a nice touch. You, you can only see part of it, and that's the only part of it that you will see. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sorry, I've seen your Instagram It's not account. the only part that has been seen, though, Todd. Well, well but, <laughs> not, by every, not by anybody in this studio. <laughs> the cats have seen it, that's all that's scary enough yes, right there. Well, so here's the deal, Burning Man, we usually talk about every year. We're going to talk about it next week, so come back next week. Uh, Burning Man has finished up. We're going to talk about the latest lawsuits or legal issues or ramifications of Burning Man. I'm telling you, we're in the West Coast here. You go go along I-80. Those of you that listen to us throughout the country, I'm telling you, we get to see the Burning Man vehicles cruising down. And sure enough, yesterday was a big old beat-up bus that was all dusty that had... (laughs) was broken down and a bunch of people pouring water in it. And I said to myself, do I stop? And I said, no. But there was a banner on the side, Todd Cunin Burning Man Fan Club, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, actually, it was, it was actually Todd there. In his, oh, Todd was in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was in his well, bathing suit. Oh. A, a fan club of one. <laughs> well, you know, hey, hey, look, if, if you got to be your own best friend, right? That's what they right? say. Yeah, right? that's what they say. Don't forget, we're talking about general <laughs> topics of law. Let's get on with this. Okay. Uh, seek local counsel. Uh, do not uh, listen to us and say, hey, Your Honor, Fred Penny said the following on Radio Law Talk. However, you can use that at the dinner table in front of your in-laws or people you don't like that have showed up to eat dinner with you. So call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. We've got a lot of interesting things we're talking about, but I want to tell you again another teaser for next week. We're having a special person join us. Denise uh, is going to be gone. We will miss her. But Mark Altamos is coming on, an attorney out of Pennsylvania. We have oh, got cool. a new affiliate, WAEB 790 AM out of Allentown, Pennsylvania. Basically, it's a suburb of uh, Philly. Uh, um, I think that's where it is. It's, 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 well, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty it's, much its own standalone. Yeah. And it's in the industrial part in Pennsylvania. Right. Remember the Billy Joel song, Allentown, about all the closed-down yeah, factories? Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. That's yeah. true. But it's, but it's a nice town. It's a nice uh, area. And one of the lawyers out of Pennsylvania, these powerhouse law firm, they, they're going to be on for an hour with us. Cool. Here's the most interesting thing I want you guys to hear about. Ready for this? You know how you always f- hear those names? And these guys are friends of mine, by the way, so I can be a little bit... Uh, 
I'm going to jab him a little bit because uh, Marty Cohen, one of the head partners, is a friend of mine. I know him. So it's the, the dead serious when I say this, ready for the firm's name. And tell me, Cal Hunter, and those yeah, of you okay. out there, yeah. which one of the partners you want to represent you. Ready? <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Here we go. Cohen, Feely, Altamos, and Rambo. Okay, I know I don't. I know I don't want Feely. I, I can. I, I can tell you that much. Uh, Cohen, may, may, but I want the guy with first blood. I want the Rambo guy, the guy that make, cuts himself and sews it up with dental floss. Your Honor, yeah. I'm here. And, and I bet, I bet it's going to be even more popular, given that the next Rambo movie is coming out in like a month. Last Blood. Well, all I yes. gotta say is, I want, I want his part. I thought his partner Rambo was going to be on the air with us, but no, I, we get Mark Altamos. He's, well, he's a nice guy. But... He's busy in the jungle saving the country. Yeah, can you see him rolling in a, in a Rambo <laughs> uniform to the court? No. Mr. Rambo, uh, your argument, please. <laughs> well, your honor, man. I can't, who can talk like Rambo? Oh, your honor, man. Well, well, no. If, it, if it's if it's Rambo and you're talking, if you're talking like Stallone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yo, yeah. yo, hey, uh, it's a Rocky without the Philly accents, kind of down here like this, uh, America, you know, like this. So, yeah, yeah, okay. you know, yeah, it's like yeah, if yeah. they throw a party. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about other up. things other than this, I think. <laughs> no, eh, keep going. Sandy Hook lawsuits against Remington is up on appeal. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the El Paso Walmart shooting. Guess what? Lawsuits are starting to roll already. Already, yeah. and then we got the San Francisco Pier killing uh, of Kate Stein. That's a very interesting case because that is so uh, charged up by both sides of uh, of the aisle. That, but you've got to really look at the facts. This is an interesting case. Well, the, there's only one thing that stuck, and this is state court. And we're going to discuss what stuck on him and what the latest is. One like law that they found him basically liable for and what happened on appeal there and by the way the feds have stepped in now we're going to talk about that yep we're going to talk about this is my this is the one i want to talk about more than anything and i hope we can get it in our first hour we might have to be at second hour the bud light miller coors corn syrup lawsuits we got the latest on that that is the coolest lawsuit and i love to talk about that you've got to stay on board and listen for that now we got angels baseball player tyler skaggs death that there's some lawsuits that are going to start flying on that we're going to discuss that but all all in all we talk about all these exciting things but the most important thing we're going to do is case or no case so cal just roll the real quick all right i'll give you a quick right. uh, a quick, quick summary if i can get the i can get the player to play which of course that you know what happens when i do that is the yeah. player says i'm not going to play right now so you just, so just figure it out case or no case. yeah so i'm going to figure it out our, our setup to case or no case is a pretty simple one this time uh, i think and that is and let me just get my little iphone out here because that's where it's sitting and by the way no plug i take you to the adirondacks of new york where charles colleen wanted a massage perfectly legitimate massage so we went to massage parlor to get one the regular masseuse was not there and the new person was a little rough uh, in fact, it popped, the new person popped his back like a chiropractor might. The masseuse was a former MMA minor league fighter named Hungry Heart Harper. And she was strong and she had an attitude. And she said, get over it, dude. Sometimes I massage people and their back just cracks. He says, you can't crack my back. You're not a chiropractor. So after this rather rough massage in which he got some attitude, he decided to go to the state and say, hey, I think this person is practicing chiropractic, if you will, without the appropriate credentials, and I want to know what you're going to do about it. And so that's the setup. That's a good setup. Or no case. That's a good yeah. setup. In fact, that's an interesting one because yeah. uh, there's massage therapists, there's chiropractors, MDs, uh, you know, physical therapists. There's all types. Osteopaths that are both chiropractors and MDs. Yes. Right, right, right. Well, actually, they're not necessarily chiropractors, osteopaths. They're, they're medical doctors, but they believe in a more holistic chiropractic, uh, you know, type of. I'm saying uh, that, so, yeah, they, yeah, they do thing. both. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're going to come back after this. Just don't forget to call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We'll be right back on Case or No Case. This is Radio Law Talk. You stay right there. We'll continue with Case or No Case and much more in just a moment right here. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Since 1960, Iceberg Drive-In has been a family favorite for not only our famous thick shakes with unlimited delicious flavor combinations, but also our hand-breaded onion rings, delicious fries, and signature fry sauce. The Iceberg Shake Shop is perfect for high-traffic locations such as busy strip malls, recreational amusement centers, or near theaters. We are seeking qualified franchisees in the western United States. You'll have access to not only the popular Iceberg Drive-In name, but also our procedures, buying power, and operations. Plus, receive support dedicated to your success. For more information, email franchise at icebergdrivein.com or visit our website at icebergdrivein.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose, online, with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh huh. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about... Eva Marie smoked 12,000 packs of cigarettes over 15 years. She quit, and now there's a new lung cancer screening that could save her life. You stop smoking. Now start screening. No matter how much you smoked, early detection could save you. Talk to your doctor or learn more at savedbythescan.org. Boys are weird. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Yeah, so we're girls. Boys are weird. Hey, you know what we talked about? Uh, we're going to have some. We have some breaking news. We're going to talk about as soon as uh, immediately after case or no case. That's what's kind of interesting about us here. We're we're, uh, we're always catching breaking news. We try to uh, uh, on legal issues, and this is going to be about recording uh, a person uh, in different states and whether you can or can't. But uh, some breaking news occurred. But we had this case or no case about a massage parlor. And yep. It's in New York. Yep. And uh, what was the name of Hot? Charles Colleen was the person who got the massage, and the the person her name was Hungry Heart Hungry Harper. Hungry Heart Harper. Her first name was actually Cynthia, but you know her 
former name when she was a, trying to get a break into the MMA was Hungry Heart. And so when she'd come into the ring, they would play Hungry Heart. You know, that was yeah, her I thing. Yeah, I get it. I that get was her it. thing. So anyway, Hungry Heart Harper, she got out of the MMA and decided to be a massage therapist. Massaging too hard right yeah, now. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So Okay, I get it. So I ask you case or no case, and I think, Fred, we'll go ahead and start with <clears throat> do you. Do it. What Let's do you think start about with me. Yeah. I yeah. think that's an interesting thing because uh, th- that is an issue. you got to be careful of drawing the lines of, of what if you're, if you're rolling into medical issues or not. But a massage uh, therapist or... Or uh, people who give massages is there's you know not generally speaking they're not doing medical things they're not it's they're not doctors they're not chiropractors but to give a massage is, is okay uh, unless you're in Florida and there's cameras going and you're giving more than the massage <laughs> and it's a guy by the name of Kraft and then that it's not is, really a owns the Patriots massage <laughs> then in quotes right, right, you got to be careful about the massage right, 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 so I think what happened here that's a case I'm gonna give it a case and I'm gonna say that uh, she's not liable that is the the MMA fighter is not liable for practicing uh, chiropractic or medical as a medical doctor without a license. It's just a plain old good old massage. And maybe she loses in lawsuit for harming the person. She can be, she can be sued for pushing too hard and harming a person, but not being sued for not practicing chiropractic or medical uh, of being a medical doctor without a license so case and uh, the mma fighter wins so she did damage then she could have some liability all right Right. mr kunin what say you my friend okay i am going to say it's a case I, i i can't say it's not this just sounds too much like a case and if it's not it should be and then uh because i'm trailing fred i gotta say that the plaintiff wins that's smart. The the patient wins. So I got to come up with a liability. And, and the best liability that I can think of is there was an extent to which he consented to have the massage therapist working on his back. And that consent did not extend to spinal manipulation and adjustments of the spine. So because it exceeded the purview of his consent, um, she faces the... Massage therapist faces not only civil liability for assault and battery, but criminal liability. So I say that the plaintiff wins because of that. All right. Mm. All right. There we go. And Denise Dirks, what say you? Case or no case? I think that when you are an MMA uh, person, that you're held to a higher standard. It's kind of like a judo a person that's a black belt in judo or karate or Whether something. hands are registered weapons or Yeah, and like they that, cannot yeah. use um, uh, too harsh of um, power or whatever you would say, force or whatever. So I agree with Todd. Uh-oh. Here we I go. The sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> wow. I think it's going to be something strange to where um, she, she is found guilty and uh, has to pay him some money. That's what I think. I think it's both. I think it can be criminal because she's practicing without a license, and then I think it's also going to be civil. So you have your foot so on case. each side. You have your foot on each side of the fence. What are you trying to say? So I'm the answer case, is case. Plaintiff wins. Plaintiff wins. Okay. Fascinating. I love the way you guys' minds work. It is such an honor to sit here and listen to you. Oh, that means listen to he, all he, the oh, it's, it's fake. <laughs> it's fake. Pick apart all, right. all of the arguments. Come up with these beautiful rationales for these well-thought-out opinions. It is really just very cool. So for those of you Uh-oh. who say that this is a case, may I see by a show of hands <laughs> and... Uh, I got oh, all three of you. He did it. <laughs> he faked us out again. I oh, almost said no case. Oh. I almost did. I made the whole thing up. Oh. However, I did do some research, and uh, apparently in New York and other states, if you represent yourself as performing a chiropractic adjustment, then you have some liability. But if it happens in the course of you doing your regular massage duties and you don't say, I'm going to adjust your spine or whatever, then it just happens, and it's so, okay. It's kind of down the right path. So, yeah, I was yeah. rolling down the right so path. So I, I at least researched the, the principle <sighs> behind that which I was speaking. So I'm sorry that none of you got points. <laughs> I'm all broken up about it. Oh, <laughs> he tricked us. <laughs> that, folks, 
is case or no case for hour number one. And I have three good ones, so the other two, one in each hour. All right. Hey, so we've got some breaking news. We're gonna about, we're gonna talk about the Sandy Hook lawsuit against Remington that's up on appeal, and that's really interesting, and that's gonna that sparked a lot of controversy. But uh, look, we like to follow sports here too, and sports law and issues on in the legal community when it comes to the NFL, NBA, et cetera, et cetera. Antonio Brown, everybody knows who listens to any sports. He's a wide receiver for the Raiders, former wide receiver for the Steelers. Has got a little checkered past, as in not as a bad, as in a little bit, let me say edgy or gets in trouble or or has little spats. A yes. diva. A He's di- a diva. That's okay. a very good way to put it. <laughs> All right, so Cal calls him the diva. All right, diva, that's a good clap. So what has happened? Uh, give us the overview, Todd. I can give it, but once you give it, since you you found the latest that just popped up a few hours sure. ago. Sure. Antonio Brown signed with the Raiders in the offseason for $50 million. His It comes out to about $215,000 a game based upon his contract. And he had a tumultuous time with the Raiders even before training camp began. He he had frostbite on his feet because of oh, cryotherapy yeah. that he got during the offseason. Then the league banned the helmet that he uses so he couldn't play because he didn't have the right kind of helmet. And then he got into it with the Raiders. And when we come back, we're going to finish off the timeline and talk about what just came down in the last 30 minutes. It's really interesting. We'll be right back. Thanks for turning on Radio Law Talk. Stay right there. The program will continue right after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more- Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse,
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Right then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home... I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me we have a life to live. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family. I finally admitted, with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Stop whining. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. So talking again about Antonio uh, Brown, so continue on with that. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Fred. So Antonio Brown had these issues with his feet and with his helmet, and it caused him to miss time during training camp. Uh, he had legal battles with the NFL because the NFL came in and actually banned certain type of helmets that were too old because they were not concussion protection worthy, and he didn't like that. Well, uh, last week, the Raiders GM, Mike Mayock, sent Brown a notice that they were fining him in excess of $56,000 for the time that he missed during training camp. Well, that got Brown really upset, and he and Mayock had a heated in-person altercation. Some reports say that Brown had to be held back and threatened to hit Mayock and stuff. The long and short of it is Brown was suspended for Oakland's first game coming up, I believe it's Monday night. Uh, After that happened, the coach, John Gruden, intervened and was able to play peacemaker and made an announcement yesterday that yes brown would indeed play in the upcoming game after which antonio brown posted a video that looked like it had been professionally made but posted a video on instagram that among other things included the conversation a recording of his phone call with coach gruden And it didn't appear to be with Gruden's consent. And after that, yesterday, the Raiders proposed to fine Brown $215,000 for conduct detrimental to the team. They removed the guarantees of his contract, his $50 million contract. And this morning, Antonio Brown said, release me. And the Raiders did. 
Ooh, wow. What? They, they released him? They just did that? Just, they just, now. just released Before him this the first morning. game. And that's significant because they've removed the guarantees, and by releasing him before the first game, they owe him nothing on the $50 million contract. In fact, it has cost him money because he has the fines, right? Yeah. He has all this other these other liabilities, training at his own expense, because he doesn't get paid until the first game check. He just gets a weekly, but he didn't show up for any of the pre preseason workouts. So he got nothing and, out of this. And my, my guess is he won't be liable for the $56,000 yeah. fine or the $215,000 conduct detriment because he, they released him. He's gone. Right. So he probably won't have to pay that. But everything else he talked about, yeah, he's you, on the hook for you that. You know what's interesting is, believe it or not, everyone thinks, oh, they're, they're in training camp. They get paid. They get paid a very small stipend. You like know, it's a thousand like, bucks a week yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like 3500 bucks for the month yeah, or something like that. Yeah. It's not yeah. much. Right. And where they make their big bucks, like you say, is the first week, bam, they get paid weekly. Game a check. check. Last, yes. Last year, there was a guy that was a fringe player. He probably wasn't going to make. He's one of these undrafted rookie free agents. A defensive player. His best chance was to make it on the practice squad for some team. Now, they make 8000 bucks a week minimum, right. but right. still, he hadn't been paid a dime. He leveled a high hit during training camp, was fined by the league $25,000 for the high hit. He had not received a dime for playing yet. Wow. He was in the hole, twenty five thousand. And so, why are we bringing all this up about Antonio Brown? We are segueing this into an issue of recording and That's the right. laws behind recording someone. So he records Gruden without supposedly his permission and posts it. Is that legal or not? The answer is. It depends what state, but definitely in California, no, it's not legal. That's right. California is what's known as a two-party consent state, which means that if, let's just limit it to a telephone conversation because that's what this was. If you are going to record a telephone conversation according to Penal Code Section 632, which, by the way, the violation is either a misdemeanor or a felony, it's a wobbler, and... If you if you make that recording, you have to have your consent, obviously, but the consent of the person you're talking to or the one that you're recording. Right. Some states are single party consent. Right. Utah. Yes. One caveat. If you record that conversation, half of the conversation that you can hear in a public place, then those, that rule does not apply. You, your waiver, your expectation of privacy when you're having a conversation in a public place is no longer in place. And, of course, it's determined. It's case by case. But that is kind of an important factor. That, that, That's why he's a producer acting like a lawyer. That's well, right. And, no, and, I, I'm a former TV news guy. I, believe I me, I've lived this you. stuff. And, yeah. and, and you talked about a term called expectation of privacy. I just right. want to really quickly talk about that. So let's say I'm recording Denise, Okay. Obviously, I have my consent because I got the recorder. If it's in a situation where Denise reasonably thinks that this conversation is between the two of us and should be kept private between the two of us, that's what Cal's talking about. That's her expectation of privacy in the conversation. However, if we're in the middle, let's say we are standing at a restaurant waiting to be seated and there's people all around us and we're talking and anybody can hear her expectation that that conversation would be private is much lower because it's in a situation where anybody can hear it. So the more a person thinks that a conversation would be kept private, the greater the need for consent on that person's behalf, with a few other exceptions that I bet Denise can talk about. Right. I have. Um, I had a domestic violence um, case, and this is no joke, uh, inside the home. Uh, the family members were talking about killing my client, and she recorded this, and uh, she had like two or three hours of recordings, and that all of those recordings came in. The judge found that there was an expectation of privacy, however, because she recorded crimes, that was an exception, exception to this um, two-party consent. Um, Interesting to know yeah. that. Uh, another another exception is if a person has a restraining order, a no-contact restraining order against, like let's say Fred's got a no-contact restraining order against me. Fred can surreptitiously record communication if I call him as evidence that I'm violating that restraining order. That can occur. Now yeah, the, and that's yeah. usually in the court order yes. itself, and that can be a criminal um, protective order. That could be a civil harassment 
protective order, or that can be a domestic violence protective order. 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk if you want to talk about this. But another point about this, and this is what I'm not clear on, to be honest with you, what if someone calls you from another state in a state that's a, you have to have both party consent, but they're calling from a state that is a one-party consent? I would assume it applies because you're in the state that's the two-party consent. It, but let me finish my point. Yeah. My point is I knew of an individual that I knew that state was a single-party uh, um, uh, state. And every time that individual, which is very rare, would call me, guess what I would say? First thing, I would say, are you recording me? If you are, you do not have permission to record me. And then what would happen also is, you know, you make you be careful what you say, but then I would, within about five minutes, are you recording me? And he'd say, no, good, you do not have my permission. I would break it up every once in a while and say that, so, because uh, even though calling out of a, uh, a state into a, into a state. I'm in the state that's the two-party uh, permission, but you never know. So that's what I did. So I think if you were going to use the recording in California, then it would your not consent would be upheld. If you're going to use the the state like say New York, where it's a one-party state, then you only need the consent of one party. Well, and we've got two issues there. For example, under the same penal code section in California, 632, subdivision D of that says any recording made in violation of this subdivision is inadmissible in any judicial administrative exactly. court proceeding in California. So Denise is correct. Right. The other question that, that goes to what Fred had kind of reminds me of our astronaut case that we talked about last year or, or last, last week, week mm-hmm. which is – where is the jurisdiction if you want to prosecute this crime? Now, in that case there, where a person maybe stole the identity, but she's up circling the globe, jurisdiction is established where the victim resides. So if the victim was in New York, New York law would be followed because that's where the identity, that's where the victim's identity was stolen. That's where she's at. I would assume, now I don't have this 100%, but I would think that if the victim is located in California, there may be liability from California law because that's where the recording arguably took place. It's where the victim was. What if the victim were in space? What if the roles were reversed? Now, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I think we have talked to the alien judges. And yes. Right. yes. But that's, that's that. interesting. Yeah. That's why we bring that up with Antonio Brown because Oakland is obviously in California. Yep. And uh, this is where the recording occurred when he talked to Gruden. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Oakland Raiders game. I think that's going to be fun to watch. And, and by the way, there's so much swirling around Oakland Raiders. And we talked about lawsuits before about the uh, where they're going to play football. Yep. Now you got the new stadium, by the way, is beautiful in Las Vegas. And uh, But anyway, that's We that. should go there. We should go. We should go. We're going to come back, and we're really going to get in and talk about the Sandy Hook lawsuits against Remington on appeal. That's very interesting. We'll be right back after this, and Cal will lead us out. All right. We thank you for turning on Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station on radiolawtalk.com. We are live 9 to noon Pacific. You can stream us live then if you'd like, and we'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 
That's 800-918-1376. If you're one of those independent people who want your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash. A hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Porter, Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was asked a quick quack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. You're a whiner. Go to the website, radiolawtalk.com. You can listen to the show there, and there's a lot of other good information, too. That's radiolawtalk.com. This is Radio Law Talk. Yeah, we've got Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia have joined the NRA in trying to defend the gunmaker in the Sandy Hook liability appeal. Let me back up and tell you what happened here. Um, A lawsuit comes before, let's back up to 2005. 2005, federal government passes this law, which is called the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. Now, I'm just going to go tell you generally. That means it's basically under the Second Second Amendment protecting manufacturers so they're not sued all the time when there's a, a shooting and someone dies. Okay, that's basically what it is. I know everyone's like, oh, there's details. I'm not going to get the details right now. We're talking generally. So under this, most of the time, if someone tries to sue, you know, Remington, you know, Colt for something, it gets thrown out by the courts the majority of the time or almost all the time because they're saying, look, this, this act of 2005 protects the manufacturer. Right, and the reason for the protection on the manufacturer is because in the Second Amendment we have the right to bear arms, so they feel like they have to protect the manufacturers who make the arms so we can have our Second Amendment right. Right, and then otherwise it it put them out of business. Let's face it, 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 they'd all be out of business, Um, and that's the argument. So what happens is, and 
you know, Todd brought this up, but I'll bring it up to you, Denise. Uh, so there's these, they've filed what's called amicus briefs. That is these 10 states. And an amicus brief, Denise, tell them what an amicus brief is. Well, amicus means friend of the court, actually. So what you're doing is you're filing um, a brief to state a position in support of one or the other of the parties that are before the court. Right. In other words, hey, I'm a friend. I have some issues here with this, too. I'm going to come in and file also. And they have the right to defend <clears throat> and they'll they'll make their argument. It, it comes up a lot when somebody is following a particular case, and when they read things that have been filed, a lot of times they realize nobody talked about this issue. An example would be a Supreme Court ruling on drunk driving laws that came out oh, about five years ago. They focused on alcohol-based DUIs. Nobody filed any brief about what do you do in a drug-based DUI. That would have been a good one for somebody to look at and file. That's why we get these. Good. That's exactly right. So what happens in Connecticut is the lawsuits are filed. This is way back in 2012. The lower court throws it out. Said, look, you know, you got the 2005 uh, Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. You got the Second Amendment. You're not going to be able to sue Remington. And then it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court of Connecticut, who overturns it and says, now remember this, everybody. And this is what, what we have to make sure you understand is, this is they did not win the case. Everyone says, "Oh, they won the they won the case at the Supreme Court of Connecticut." All Connecticut says is, "Yes, you can go to trial on this." They didn't throw the case out. It doesn't mean they win. They just said, "Yeah, jury can hear this." And it was a really close call too. The Connecticut Supreme Court ruled four to three right. that the case had to be reinstated and go to a jury to That's hear. That's right. And so that is being appealed right now, whether or not they are allowed to, that it should have been thrown out in the first place. And so what I want to note down is what they did and how their argument occurred and, and what happened was they argued a very narrow exception in the law, which basically says if they're intentionally, that is the Remington or Colt or whoever, um, are targeting in advertising some way that is improper, that's a little tiny loophole they can come in and get them. So their argument was, and what the court held in Connecticut was, that, and this is their allegations, it targeted younger at-risk males in their marketing of this AR-15 and the product placement in violent video games. And through that little loophole, they were able to argue and say, therefore it falls out of the Protection of Lawful Commerce Arms Act, and they can be sued uh, under the two, under, under state law. Under state law. Yeah. Cal. I am so lack of intelligence on this, so please don't make fun of my question, okay? I admit that I'm a dope, so please don't make fun of my right. question. So, Kylie Ray Harris, country singer, driving along a road right. to New Mexico, oh, yes. drinking alcohol, gets in a crash, kills a 16-year-old. Do you think that alcohol is marketed to young people as being sexy? Oh, I don't know. Look at the ads. You can make up your own mind. Right. Yeah, what but about... she wasn't driving. Do you, do you yeah, realize she... that? But I think his point is, his yeah. point is, is that, that alcohol is also... You know, inherently look dangerous. Inherently. The alcohol, mm -hmm. the car she was in, are they not marketed to young people? Have this car yeah. to look sexy and cool? Yeah, so no I'm way. just trying to think out loud here. Would not someone in Connecticut say, Your Honor, the vaping thing that's now starting right. to kill people with the contaminated oil, allegedly? They could say, Your Honor, this this I, is just how marketing works. Your well, Honor. this is it's how it's been for yeah. um, cigarettes for yeah. a really long time. Yeah, so how does that work? So here's you know? the point. So the argument would be those who are arguing that the manufacturer should be liable would probably turn to you, Cal, and say, you're right, Cal. They should be sued, too. Then go for it. That's what I'm trying to say. What about so, the iPhone texting? Yeah. Let's get her done. But yeah, nobody but has. That, yeah, yeah. I don't know that the iPhone can shoot anyone. Go ahead. Well, yeah. you know. I look at it this way. I think the question here is, what does it mean to be marketed towards somebody? For example, the marketing towards individuals when it comes to tobacco, drinking. I mean, these were commercials where people were having a, a commercial was out with the idea that, and at the end of the commercial, the call to action. There, in ads, we have what's called a call to action. The call to action is, and buy this brand of cigarette or buy this brand of alcohol and whatnot. The question I think is, is placing a product in a video game a call to action to purchase that? And if you say that it is, 
then we have a very slippery slope because that should open up liability to everybody who has a machine gun in a movie, everybody that has a a, a weapon in anything that anybody can see. A bomb. I, I, and, and that that gets to be that gets to be very difficult because it's hard to draw the line. And I I distinguish it because when you're in a video game, you're playing the game. It's interactive. When you're watching a movie, you're watching the movie. You don't interact act in the movie and I see there's a difference there and so if you have the video game that's th- that has this um, assault rifle um, being used I know it's not an assault rifle but mm-hmm. it's basically that type of a thing and you're killing things in this video that's direct marketing on people who want to shoot other people so should the video game manufacturer be liable too that's the question don't you think I, I think that I think that if the slippery slope would certainly lead to that. The only way I would disagree with what you say about being in the game where you're playing it versus not being in the movie, look, people cry in movies all the time. People get emotionally involved in movies. If a movie doesn't draw you in as the viewer like you're in it, then it's not a very good movie. The best movies are the ones that do. If I'm watching, my ex-wife will tell you this, we could never watch a scary movie in my house because even though it's happening on that box in front of me, I'm still the wingnut over there with a pillow over my head you know, looking at my phone trying to detract my attention because I get scared based on what I see. Well, anyway, this Best yeah, but you're not going to shoot somebody because yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get, well, you know, look, if somebody came up behind me and said, boo. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the issue here. So the issue is, is this is coming up. Uh, the United States Supreme Court has taken it up. Yeah. They are now filing briefs. It's going before the Supreme Court. This is a very interesting case, especially given the latest and newest Supreme Court justices that are supposedly more conservative. Let's see what happens. But this is going to be an important one. And again, they're not deciding whether or right. not the guns are legal. They're not deciding whether or not right. the, the Remington the, is Re- guilty. Remington is guilty. Yeah. All they're deciding is whether or not this is something they can be sued. Whether right. or not this can go to a trial. Right. And, and and this is a fight between state and federal laws. So yes. this is going to be a fun one to watch. And you know we've got we've got ten states that are hey states rights we we want the to protect the guns and we've got other states that have filed amicus briefs saying it should go on yes. so it's a definite yeah but again do not conflict. think that oh they won if even if the united states supreme court uh, agrees with the connecticut supreme court all that says is yes you can take it to court yeah that's all they're saying and anyway we're going to come back second hour and talk about a lot of other things that we didn't get to we tell you we have so many fun things to talk about we have so much fun here we just get into it we just can't Oh, it's driving me crazy. We can't get to it. El Paso, El Paso Walmart shooting we're going to talk about. San Francisco Pier killing case of uh, Kate Stein. And the Bud Light and Miller Coors corn strip lawsuits. See you next hour. There's more Radio Law Talk always on RadioLawTalk.com, streaming live and via podcast. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.